Well, hello everybody. It's been a while. I feel like it has been a while since since Deadline Day last Monday. Um, welcome to the ENS Wolves podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Judah. It is episode 179. That's 179. And for a special, special, special edition, I'm delighted to be joined by a special guest... Mr. Joe Edwards, how's it going? How's it going? It's always special when you're on the show, Joe. And you've been on how many podcasts do you reckon you've done now, mate? Do you reckon when did you when did you kick in? When did you start kicking in? Uh, it was obviously like one one twenty-ish. Do you reckon? Nah, a bit late. We a I bit reckon, later. Yeah, about one thirty, one forty. One thirty-one. So you, you, you're coming uh, up to. It's been about. It's been a year, hasn't it? Really, since. since yeah. Since Tim. Yeah. Since Tim uh, swanned off. Um, <laughs> so it's it's probably it's probably a bit fifth, about fifty actually. It's probably coming up to fifty. So oh yeah, probably about one twenty. Yeah, maths ain't my strong suit. Uh, yeah, we've gathered that over the last fifty episodes, <laughs> mate. To be honest, but um, I'll go. I'll try and find one of your fiftieths, mate. You raise about a little half century. I mean, that's a decent effort. That to be fair. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you, you're a cricketer, aren't you? you, you I am. You, you do a bit. I'm trying to get into a uh, golf. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been quite a few times actually over the last um, over the last couple of weeks. Actually, so yeah, you, you did see some of the Wolves media stuff, I think, didn't you? In the um, in your little, little international break. But uh, what have you been? Have you been just just learning from from nothing, or have you got a little bit? And you can't remember. We did a we did a Wolves Wolves. We did a we did a an yeah. Express and Star golf day, didn't we? Where I think I could, I think I was second. I, I, I didn't really know where you were, mate. I was were you, third, could you play? I think. Oh, were you? Oh, I, t- I do remember you because we played at that. Is it four ashes? Four ashes? Three ashes? Three what hammers. Was it? Three hammers. Four ashes. Three hammers. Four ashes. Three hammers. All the same thing. And all you did, weren't you? They're like basically people who don't know. It's, it's like mini. It's like par threes all the way around. So some yes, are really short and some are a little bit better. You can get you can get an iron out, but really it's just pitching wedge and a putter that you can carry around with you. Um, and uh, you were just very straight, but you were along the floor, weren't you? So yeah. to be honest, if you go airborne and you hit it off the back, it's a bit of a, you know, you, you've got to really play well to get a par, and you're probably bogeying it. Whereas you were just straight down, so not a lot of air, but no. but but didn't matter because you roll onto the green, and, and you did you did pretty well, mate. My putting was good. Put, um, putting was good. I'm trying to like get some sort of technique going, mm. um, and as of. You'll probably. It's not something that you master overnight, is it? God no, no, absolutely not. Um, but it is a great game to play when you're is. getting old or you're chilling out and you wander around. You've, you, you know, even getting your steps in. You've done four and a half, five miles yeah, yeah. with a bag, and you've you don't even realise it. To be honest, it's just if you if you you don't have to be good as long as you can get around and you're not searching in the bushes every other shot. It's it's a lovely game to be able to do. That, that's what I'm. That's what I'm liking. I'm liking the fact because you're so cooped up indoors, aren't you? All, yeah. Pretty much all the time. Yeah. At the minute, it's just nice to get out for a couple of hours. Yeah. Have a bit of a swing. You know, it's a few, miss a few, whatever. Mm. Mm. Just. So if you're just doing driving range, or you're getting yourself around a few a few holes, or you just you just kind of self teaching yourself, or bit of, you got bit a little about bit of coaching, bit of, just on the pitch and put though, like I'd be absolutely lost on a on a full course at the minute. But, yeah, um, yeah. Just trying to work my way towards it, you know, slowly but surely. Oh mate, we'll have to we'll have to have a have to have a round. Yeah. Well, could, I'll tell you what we could do. See see if the peeps like it. They probably they probably won't get back to us uh, with this. But maybe we could once you become a bit more proficient. And I'm I'm no expert, but I can get around a course. But maybe we could uh, we could have a special offer on and invite two 
two special guests in, a, in, a, in a, or winners of a competition to come and have a round with us. Yeah, maybe the top two of the Fantasy Premier League. Oh, Fantasy Premier League, I like it, I like it, thinking ahead. There's a few questions about that later on. Well, saying yeah. top two, mate, I think I'd, I'd be going with myself at the moment. Although oh, I've dropped, hey, I have dropped a little bit. I think I've dropped about tenth. I think I left Son on my bench and he came, didn't come on for about twenty points. But I'm doing all right. You're doing okay too, aren't you? I think I'm in like the forties, which not bad out of five hundred, mate. Top ten no, percent. I tend to like forget as well uh, to look at it. So considering that, I've done all. Right. I've had Son and Kane. I've pretty much had Kane as captain every week. So. Decent, decent. Not too too expensive for me, mate. I've gone, I've gone, I've gone hard on my on my back line this year, and it's done it's done me proud. But I did Ooh. get son at the start of the season, so so um, yeah, that helped me along as well. Hard on the back line. Hard on the back line. I, I tell you what was hard this morning. Uh, again, again, again. <laughs> carrying on. It was uh, getting up to do to re- realize that I had a I had a seven o five gym session legs day. Uh, with my trainer, wasn't great. wasn't great when you 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 go you get up in the middle of the night and then you look and you've got a reminder on your phone. It's like three more hours before you got to be up. I'm like, what is this? Is this from is this from pre-lockdown when we we're in the office? I'm like, oh no, gym leg session. <sighs> and and not not helped by the fact that I um decided to drink some margaritas last night, um with uh with the missus. Found a found an empty bottle of tequila. I might have put it. I might have been a bit. I've been a bit drunk and, and drink, drink, drink tweeting never goes well, but it wasn't as bad as what it could have been. Um, bottle of tequila last night, trying to, trying to clean the kitchen, of which I cleaned a drawer and a half until I found this, and this is brilliant tequila, and I mean, it is superb. It's th- this tequila, and I put a picture of it for anyone who, who hasn't seen it on, on, uh, on the tweet last night, it is a lot of money, 75, 76 quid for the bottle, but, but... You know, you go to tequila, you're back in your college days, or as as you would, you know, describe last year for you. And um, and uh, you drink your tequila and it's like, oh, oh, get the salt and you get the lime or the lemon or whatever. And it's like, it's proper, proper rank. This tequila, it's so good that you could drink it and you can't even really taste the alcohol. It hasn't got that tequila-y taste or the tequila-y smell. You know, you pour tequila down or you drop it on the table and you can smell it. Yeah. Can't smell this at all. So we got we got tequila. I bought some fresh limes. Um, we had about eight fresh limes. So I was br- skinny margarita, obviously, mate. Calorie wise, you can't really you know, can't really um, add all this to the Quantro and all that kind of thing. So it was um, it was margarita. It was fresh limes, freshly squeezed. A little bit of honey in there. Some jalapenos for a little bit of kick. And then I just put the and then I rimmed it with um, with salt <laughs> and some chili flakes and uh, sipped it. Absolutely delicious, mate. To the extent where we finished the bottle, well, it was about half a bottle left. We finished the bottle, and, uh, and then I went to the co-op to get some more because I thought let's let's let, let's get on this on a school night. Um, bought some other tequila. It was still expensive, but about eighteen quid. But it wasn't. It was proper. It wasn't good te- when you've had really good tequila, and then you have bang average tequila. It wasn't. It wasn't special, mate. And you added a little bit of honey in there as well, but nah, not not having it. Bit of chips, bit of guacamole. I could tell that I was buzzed because when I went into the co-op to get some more limes, Alana said, oh, get about five or six more limes. Came home with 18 limes. Nice. So as you do, 18 <laughs> limes, 19 and a half. I think, I think my bill was 19 and a half quid for, for a bottle of tequila and, and 18 limes. <laughs> so you know that you probably had a bit too many. But yeah, carried it on. Carried the party on, mate. It was all happening at Judah Towers. 
home drinking is is the best now, isn't it? It's. Well, I've never really done it before, to be honest. I'm not a big drinker, as a lot of people know, but I have really enjoyed it. I'm not a massive drinker, but I had a drink in a pub last weekend, and it was one of the worst experiences. Really, of my life. It really, was absolutely shambolic. Why? I, I was going to say. S-H-I-T, but... Oh, you can say shit, mate. It's uh, fine. It's shit. Yeah, it was crap. Um, Because, basically, of course they're they're following the letter of the law and Guidelines, all this kind of, yeah. If you're stood up, you've got your mask on, then you can only take it off when you're at your seat, and then it's all... You know, this was table service in this pub, but it wasn't really necessarily tables. You were just kind of sat on on a stool by the pool table, or it was just like... Oh, really? It was crap. Um, had a, Busy had a, as well, or yeah, I had a pint of Guinness, and it was it tasted like like off vinegar. Oh, it was, mate. It was like the worst pint of Guinness I've ever had. And, Can you name and shame the place? Uh, it was the free, it was the Three Tons in Willingall. I, I mean, yeah. we've 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 been there. We've all been there, mate. We've all been to the Three Tons, mate. We've been there a few times. It's kind of the the pub of the Sunday team. The nice chaps who uh, who, who run it and that. And oh, you're trying to pull it back now, yeah? No, fine, but yeah. like Guinness tastes like vinegar, mate. But you're not, you're, you're nice behind the bar. Yeah, it just they just weren't a great point. I don't know if they were just having an off night. We all have off nights, you know. Oh, we definitely do. Absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, it's not great, mate. But yeah, drinking from home, absolutely. Plus, you're going to get a better drink. It's cheaper, yeah. obviously. You've got it. You've got it. It's yeah. just no brainer. I guess you're just missing that social aspect. But at the same time, you can't do anything at the moment, can you? Anyway, apart from no. people outside. Yeah. Can I don't know what the bloody rules are, mate. I keep getting lost. So can I? I can't have anyone else around here. No. Can I not? But can you still meet in the garden and have drinks? I don't think you can now. Oh well, really? You, well, you might be in your area. Um, oh, sorry. Hold on. Um, but in Wolverhampton, you can't even meet in a garden. I so think. Just just looking out my window, Courtney Horse just uh, <laughs> just walked past the window with a. Uh, he's up the road for me. He's got, got his, with his massive dog, and it is massive. I thought he was going to say a bottle of tequila. I no, he yeah, it probably is some last night. Absolutely, yeah, and a bag of limes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Um, right, mate. Sh- t- t- I tell you what, this shit. You know, we're having drinks made at home. There's a few, there's a few Wolves players that should be. They've earned, they've earned some drinks in this international yeah, period. I tell you what. Way. Oh, mate, honestly, I mean, you, you got to start with it. And I know people. And I know it's a while ago now. Whatever. And I don't care. How proud and almost, I've got to say, emotional. And I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'm, you, you guys and you everybody listened. You've been, you know, fans for for years and years and years. But you kind of a. I kind of been lucky enough to see the Conor Cody evolve to be the player that that we all know and love from you know from from Cork and being almost like people if he'd left for a couple of million quid people would not have been bothered whatsoever under jacket to to the evolution that we've seen to be this player today and we all knew what he was like we all knew the character we all knew how good he was not just on the pitch but off it but goodness me this could not have gone any better. First appearance, and then and then and then obviously you know we carried on and the season carried on. Second appearance, goal. You know one of the one of the leaders now, and in, in, um, you know off the pitch for Gareth Southgate. I mean, it's just magnificent. Even seeing and there's a great picture I think that was on doing the rounds on social media 
um, before the last game of him doing a pre-match interview and, and two or three of the players just watching him from the side, like learning from him, you know, and and not just that, but on the pitch, you know, you've got these these players who've been with England for years and, and uh, you know, is in the big time and they're on 120, 150 grand a week, all these big clubs, and they're looking and they are understanding and they are, they are you know... Um, they, they listen to Connor Cody and he's leading them and they need that direction. It's just great, mate. It's great. I know I've gone on a bit, but it is fantastic. No, you're, you're right right to go on and he's been a godsend for Safegate. He really has. And Especially with all the idiots about breaking bloody rules and stuff like that. You could not have a better person to, to handle the media, to, um, to be whiter than white, to be the person that everybody, not just us as the Wolves fans, but everybody in the country goes, bloody hell, look, he's got pride wearing that shirt. He absolutely loves it. You could see the celebration. You could see the emotion on his face. And everybody else flipping loves him as well. We've, we've known it for, for years now. But to see every other, other journalists and fans around the country going, oh, bloody hell, Cody, what a lad. You know, he's great. He's tailor-made for it. He really, he's just tailor-made for, for, for England and for international football and him going up for corners and scoring oh. goals. And he's got work to do there, by the way, to fin- that finish. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's That's coming right. from, finish, from behind, back post, you know, a, a curling ball outside. I mean, it's a deep, great delivery, but at the same time, he's still got some work to do to bang that in the back of the net. It was brilliant. And you couldn't be happier for him because... I, I, as you say, there's been so many kind of people almost seemingly taking the England shirt for granted and almost yeah. just expecting a call. I mean, Connor should have had a call really for a couple of years before he did. Yeah. And, did and, for, t- and we forget that it was only because of yeah was it was it Maguire bloody been in a in a, in a in a in a prison cell in Greece that yeah. why he got the club in the first place? And ironically, now you've got two million pounds Connor Cody from. Huddersfield, they got him eventually or whatever. And you've got 80-odd quid, bloody Harry Maguire. And I tell you, I'd rather him aside at the moment in time when it's not Harry Maguire. Exactly. And he's, he's performed magnificently in all the games that he's played. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, obviously they didn't win against uh, Denmark, but that weren't his fault at all. I thought he was, aside from Rhys James, as probably the best player on the pitch yeah. um, in, in that game. Uh, brilliant against Wales. And I mean, we we ran a story, didn't we, this week about him being made part of the leadership group. So yeah. along, alongside the likes of Harry Kane, Eric Dyer, Raheem Sterling, Jordan Henderson. After three games, after mate, or three, two games, probably two games that, going that, into that, that third game. That was after two games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Safegate has like to come out and said, you know, we we do consider him part of that leadership group because of the qualities that he has. So. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant, and it's just such a great example. Um, not just to kind of footballers, but just to people in any walk of life, I guess, yeah. that if you want something and you stick at it and you put in the effort and you put in the work and you get that opportunity and make the most of it, anything can happen. And yeah. it, it looks like he's been playing international football for years, which is probably the biggest compliment you could pay him. And He's done himself justice, and he, he probably he had a very short window to do that, didn't he? Because, you know, people say, well, you've got to take a while to get into it. You know, if Conrad Coney maybe had made half a mistake, or, the, you know, they'd been beaten in the first couple of games, and people wouldn't be like, oh, whatever, and then he goes back out. But now, he's he's got him. I think, you know, he's going to have to do something really poor for him to... Um, 
to not be on that plane to go into the Euros for me. I think he's one of the. He's going to be in those squads, and I don't you know, obviously you don't want to count the chickens before the hatch. But at the same time, you know, he's um, he's well and truly right in there now. Well, if he's if he's going to stick to the back three, then he's got to play, hasn't he? He has he, to play. He, he has to play. He's not just a, a substitute. I mean, I know he came in. Was it the other night because Dyer was carrying a knock? But yeah, gets in ahead of Dyer for me. <sighs> absolutely, mean, absolutely. Dyer, I think he is a centre half. I think he's finally realised that he's a centre half. But I, I think he's still got work to do. Yeah. Um, Gomez, I'm not a massive fan of. I no, think, no, and he started off the season not great with Liverpool as well. No, so and M- Maguire's obviously in a terrible run. So I, th- I think it's Cody's shirt to lose at the minute. Uh, and and like you said, worst case scenario really, if, if England are playing a back three, is that he's probably the first one to come into that back three. Yeah. You know, if if one of them isn't playing or not selected, so you know you're taking probably six centre backs with you, and he's if he's number four on that list, then of course he's going. And to be honest, yeah, I was going to bring the. I'm going to go into this, you know, after kind of done the international roundup. But let's talk about it now, just to break things up. Is that he did all right as a back two? Yeah. You know, he did all right as a back two. And if England do go to a back four with a, you know, with a, with with two centre backs, I still think he's getting selected in those squads now. That that's how good and how how you know how how well he's done. Yeah, I think so. I. I, I... In, in, starting in a in a centre half pairing would be another another debate, but in terms of being in the squad, you, you've got that option. You you want that versatility. You want a plan B and a plan A and whatever. And you've probably got another versatility of going. Okay, let's say they go back to a back four, but yeah. then well, I'll, you know, we're trying these back five. So in some games, I might want to go to a back five. So yeah. you, you've got that as well. You've got that versatility there. Exactly, exactly. So I, I think he's I think he's a shoe in, and he's he's done himself proud. He's done Wolves proud as well. Yeah, it's been so so long, isn't it? Since Wolves have had a player playing for England. Obviously, it's great to have Matt Jarvis play for them in 2011, but unfortunately, that was just one cap. And yeah. you know, the first person to kind of don the armband since Emily Hughes in 1980, first oh, scorer hell. since Bully in 90. Wow. So he, he's, he's already kind of, you know, put himself on a massively illustrious list in terms mm-hmm. of, as far as Wolves are concerned. But he'll, he'll want to be kind of remembered as a, as a top player for England. And yeah. He's, he's entering the peak years of his career. He's, what, just turned 27, I think. Yeah. So he, he's, he's, these these next three years, you'd say, are, prob- are probably going to be when he's operating at his peak. So if you can enjoy that with England as a, as a surefire starter, I don't see any reason why not, uh, based on this early evidence. Some would say twisted. Fire starter. Um, um, is it is it the Euros next summer and then the World Cup the summer after? I believe so. Yeah, Pff, mate. Well, it, well, the the World Cup is not in the summer, is it? I think oh, it's, it's in the winter. It's, it's like but a, that is that year, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah, I think it likes. Is it like October, November? It starts yeah. or something. But like still, that. I mean, wow. I mean, what a time if you've got that three, four year window or two, three year window. This is the time to do it with a two major tournaments within eighteen months of each other. Exactly, exactly. I, I, I think, and he plays. He doesn't get. I mean, touch wood. Doesn't get injured. You know, he's no. ever present. I mean, that's that's another huge thing at a tournament. You know, you want someone who's got. You know, you've got a few people who are always going to have. You know, injury records and stuff like that. When you've got someone who's dependable, who hasn't missed a game, who hasn't missed a minute. Oh, oh, what? Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he- 
it's going to take something big for him to miss out on the Euros, either an injury or a kind of severe dip, dip in form. Mm. If he carries on anything like he has been, he's he's, he's on the plane for sure. And, and people talk about, you know, oh, well, look, you know, he got he got bullied by um, Antonio and Mitrovic had his way with him, you know, two seasons ago, and and Tammy Abraham last year. I mean, you know, you, you put you're putting like three or four or five, you know, ba- poor games out of the last hundred and fifty. Yeah. You know, like people have bad games all the time, whether it's a striker or a, or a winger. You know, to say that you're, you, you know, you've got Connor Cody, you can put on, you literally count on one hand and probably less than one hand, you know, the amount of poor games he's had over, you know, with with some world-class strikes had to deal with. So does bloody everybody. You know, it's 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 testament to the fact that we're talking about, you know, individual games. When you can remember certain games, oh, that one, that one, that one. That's when you know you're doing a good job because the amount of ones that you're not talking about it because he's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I mean, we talk about, go back to Maguire, but he's had about four, five horrible games in in four, five successive games. So, Stink stinkers. So I mean, he tackling his own defenders at Man United. So um, yeah, I, every player can have an off day, but Connor, in terms of consistency and that that reliability that you want at international level, obviously he's new to the fold, but you know what you're getting from from Connor, and that and that's. That's the big thing. I think that's a big thing with Southgate as well. It seems like players that are perhaps a bit more, I don't know, take a few more risks. The likes of Alexander-Arnold, which I, I, it surprises me. He should be a shoeing for England, but he's for some reason he's not. And people like Grealish, who like to take more risks, he doesn't yeah. seem to like as much. No, no. But somebody who you know is reliable and will do their job, no complaints, no fuss. That's Conor Cody, you know, right on the tin there. So... I think he's. I think he's sticking around with England for sure. Great stuff. Uh, let's go from one country to another. Um, we haven't spoken about this country for a while, mate. Uh, not not too many players from here. Portugal. Portugal. Uh, uh, who? Um, uh, um, I mean, we've got the normal the normal shebang of players and and getting 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 minutes and getting you know doing very very well. I, I won't talk about. Uh, Diogo even took his goals very well the other night. I don't know if you saw him, but that looked like the Diogo of old. Yeah. But people, people write in, mate. We'll get complaints. Why are we talking about people who have gone? Uh, but but one person who did make his, his debut was, was Daniel Pedence. I, I worried a little bit when um, he wasn't, you know, even on the bench for the first couple. I'm like, oh, he's going to miss out here. But the fact that he got on, it's just another Portuguese international, mate. Would have given him absolutely, you know, boosting confidence. Was a little bit worried when. Uh, when, when Ronaldo took that pick, mate, and then all of a sudden there was a COVID positive <laughs> test with Pedence was literally about, I think we're next to him or no, yeah. one, next next but one on the pitch. And you're like, oh God, here we go. Uh, Leeds will be playing with uh, with John Ruddy, Max Kilman, and uh, and I don't know, I have to recall Buddy Campagna or something. But uh, <laughs> but it looks like everything's okay and they continue continue to do do a great job, mate. Yeah, and it's it's deserved for Pedence and he's he's been playing well for Wolves, obviously, and it'll be a one that, not thinking that his chance had gone, but this was the time to get in there. I think he's, what, 24, coming 25. So if you yeah. haven't made your debut by that point, it looks a bit difficult. I know Connor's made his debut a bit later, but you want to be getting into the senior fold, and he's done it. And he's, uh, I think again, I think, well, obviously Portugal have got plenty of forwards. I think Pedro Neto is even staking a claim for a senior call Yeah, I days. agree, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it'd be interesting to see how that kind of shakes up for the next internationals. But um, 
Pedence has got himself in there. Obviously, I don't think done himself any harm. So uh, hopefully, he could be you know a regular fixture in that Portugal squad moving forward. Dog's going a bit crazy in the background, it but is, it's, yeah. it's it's fine. Um, um, but um, yeah, but and also you've got to think now is that is that these players are coming to Wolves and and they're getting Portuguese senior Portuguese caps pretty quickly. So. You look at it on the other flip of the flip of the coin, and you think, right? Well, you know, if you're an up and coming Portuguese talent, I don't know silver and all that kind of thing, but if you're like on the cusp, but you haven't quite made it yet, and you're like, okay, I've got a few options here, and you look at Wolves, and well, I'd rather go to Wolves because one, I've got all the Portuguese internationals there, and two, I've probably got a great chance to put myself in the limelight with all these senior players, and and uh, I've got a great chance of, of making a debut or making a, getting an international call up, which is another pull for them. And it makes the transition from the from club to national team a lot mm. easier because you've got so it many. Does, people, it? Yeah, get a little private jet across, and uh, you know, get your luggage, and uh, you got you got you got three or four or five friends or buddies coming across. It's great. Exactly. So um, I, I I think Rui Patricio kept three clean sheets as well, and from what I saw, had three very good games. He's been. He's been. He just played every every game, didn't he? Friendly yeah. international nations, massive tournament. You you, you just okay. You playing Rui. Yeah, and he's been fantastic. I think um, so. I'll probably say Pedro Neto has been the best outfield player in these first four games. But I think overall, yeah. I think Patricio has been the standout, and that says a lot considering he he conceded four at West Ham. Yeah. Um, conceded four was man of the match for Wolves, probably him and yeah, so, You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think he's been brilliant, and you know, of course, he had that difficult first season, whatever. Well, difficult in a sense. You it's know. a transitional season for transitional. him. The kicking wasn't great, and you know, maybe people were. Got a bit of criticism, but maybe a bit too critical of him and stuff. But it does take time for people to settle, and you know he didn't speak the language particularly well at the time as well. So no. you know it was always gonna, it was always gonna not be hundred percent. But his shot stopping has always been superb. I think he's one of the best keepers around there. Mm. I, 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 genuinely, I, I, don't, I don't think that, I don't see a big weakness in his game anymore. I think he deals with crosses well. I think his distribution has improved. I mean, he's not got the best distribution you'll ever see, but it doesn't. You don't highlight it as much of a weakness these no. days. He's not spanning him out for for throw-ins and things like that. So, I um I think he's brilliant, and I think he's got a massive role to play for Wolves this season because I think there's going to be a lot of tight games and games won by just a, a goal here and there, and uh, I think he can win Wolves a lot of games really through his through his performances. There was a great picture of Saiz as well. Was it was it with it? Squaring up to was it Mbappe who was squaring up to? Was someone he was squaring up to? Big name? Did you see that? I didn't. I didn't see that. Uh, I think it was. Who did Morocco play? I, well, they played Sen- Senegal. Would it? Could it have been Mane? I don't, I don't know. No, they, they played Senegal and oh, I did it for a piece yesterday. It was Senegal and some of the. Oh, I'll have to try. I'll try and find it. We're, we're doing this. We're doing two. We're doing um, two. Um, break, breaking this up because we've got Nuno at. Uh, at one o'clock, so we're trying to get some tea news. So I'll try and find it in the meantime, mate. There's a great picture, size and some and, and one a big, big star name. It might have been, might have been the, Mane, the, the but it was Senegal and Congo, so it's not Mbappe. Okay, it's not definitely not Mbappe then, unless he was uh, uh, illegally playing. But um, it was a big, <laughs> it was a big name play. He was squaring up to. It was, it was a great picture. But we've got to talk about Traore, mate, as well in Spain and. Uh, you know, making uh, well, two two appearances now. We have one from the start, one from the bench. It's and three, uh, weren't it? I think was it three? Was it three for three? three? Yeah, three, two sub and one start. I Fantastic, think. and uh, again, full of confidence. You saw some of the training videos as well of him. You know, just messing about and doing roly polies and and stuff. I mean, it's just confidence is great, and and that's the thing is that 
it's fantastic for the likes of Cody and, and Triori as well to not just get into you know international football and take the time and be a bit nervous. They've carried on, they've got that confidence, and that's that's credit to Nuno and to and to the you know the kind of like what what he's pumped into them to to go out and express yourself, and they've taken it with both hands and they've been great. Says so, so, um, Triori's been absolutely great, you know, bombing down the wing, confident. He's not that shy, shy forward that we saw two seasons ago. He, he's carried it on, and the Spain national manager was absolutely waxing lyrical about him, and so he should do. And and even that that full debut that he made, where they lost, he was one of the best players on the pitch. Yeah, and Luis Enrique's quote about him being a Dharma, being a Dharma in his purest form, I think that says it all because you, some players international stage get overawed by it a bit nervous and I think we've certainly with Cody and we've with Traore they've just gone and done what they do at Wolves and and that that is the that is the the recipe for success just do what you've done at, at club level apply it to the international stage and you'll be on to a winner and again Traore I think Spain you know they're they're in Perhaps a little bit of a transitional period. I mean, I don't think that they're they're the force that they once were, especially no. losing to Ukraine. But I think he could be kind of a, a part of this charge. Hopefully, kind of well, they'll have anyway back to kind of prominence, really. And they're not blessed with reams and reams of forward options these days. You know, they're not. They've got the the Torreses or the David Villas or that, even David Silver and people like that. So. There's a spot to be claimed there, really, by Traore. I know those players weren't necessarily wide players, but Traore has got a spot to claim in that kind of front three, if you like, or on that ride right position. And I think he's got every chance of being a, a regular fixture for, for Spain as well. And credit to him. It's it's another example of working hard, getting your, getting your head down and uh, getting the rewards at the end of it. Which is the next thing that I'm coming on to is... It's Traore who's made his full debut now for Spain and three appearances. Can he get into this Wolf side? Can he get into them? I mean, you know, where does he fit in? Does he fit in, for me, fits in if Wolves are going to go back to a front three? Yeah. Uh, you know, really, that's probably how he's, I think that's where he is at, where he's best. We've talked about playing two up front, you can play Neto in behind, but I think if, if Traore is going to be used to the best of his ability, then it's probably in a front three, which means that, you know, you're going to drop one of Pedenza, you're going to drop one of Neto. I mean, Neto scored a couple of goals in the 21s as well. I know it's the 21s, but, you know, he's full of confidence as well. So it's a bizarre situation that you've got this 70, 80 million pound player on your hands <laughs> who is who is making, you know, his debut for one of the top national sides in the world and he can't even get into the bloody Wolves side. It, it, it's crazy. It, it's, Mental, it's, isn't it? This system is is an interesting one, and how Adama gets into it every week, really. And uh, we've seen him as part of a front two with his kind of back to goal. That's not his game, and mm-hmm. he often he just wants to be out wide and kind of yeah. operate from there. Uh, oh, when you saw him going down that side, but then he, but then he ran up defenders as well. That's when he was at his most dangerous. When you saw him, you know, getting down to that byline, but then but then dribbling at you. I mean. That must be frightening itself. You're a goalkeeper. Not only is he going down the side of you, but then he's coming towards you and towards that byline to cut it back for for Raúl to knock in or, or or Neto to knock in. That's what you don't want to see, and that's when he was at his best for Wolves last season. Yeah, I, I think Leeds. I think I'm kind of leaning towards Traoré playing. It's just interesting to see how that affects the the, the formation. Really, I think Traoré will probably be on the right. 
Jimenez obviously up front, and then I'd probably say Neto would be the other one. Yeah. Um, but it's just whether he he plays plays wide left or kind of does the free roll. I think he'd probably flip between the two if you like. So you think Pedence misses out then this time? Probably, yeah. yeah. I think so. I, 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 I obviously weren't there for the Fulham game, but I watched it back on the telly. It was a bit of a quiet day for him, and mm-hmm. I, I think if you're picking based on. You know, kind of how everybody's done on the international break. Obviously, Neto scored a, a couple of goals for the for the Portuguese twenty ones. Yeah, uh, Traore's obviously played three games, got got some minutes into his legs and things like that. I think if you're taking everything into account, I think that's probably the way to go, at Ellen Rad. Can um, and thank and, and that's your that's, that's your uh, Leeds preview, great. <laughs> um, but I was gonna ask, can you um, can you put a formation in? I don't know if I should be asking you this now because it's, it's a couple of... It's, yeah, I'll ask you this now. Come on. Um, can you put... Is there any formation... Two questions, twofold. Is there any formation where you could have all four of them playing? Um, that's part A. I'll ask, ask part B after you've, after you've answered part A because it could be no and then that's it. You could if they went to a, a back four, couldn't you? Really? Well, that's not my other question. Yeah. Could you could could you see Wolves? I know we got asked this on Twitter, and I kind of proofed it off as in like, yeah, whatever. But but could you actually see? And now Cody's you know can show he's playing the back four. Could you ever see Wolves going into a back four and Nuno changing the formation? If it was a regular season with a lot of time on the training pitch and not all these COVID protocols to worry about, I think it could be more of a possibility. It's just the fact that. The time on your kind of training pitch is disrupted from knowing who you've got through a game in terms of testing mm-hmm. and things like that. I think all that makes it more unlikely. I, I don't wouldn't necessarily say it was likely anyway, but I think it'd be if I think he'll carry on with the three. That's his philosophy. It'd take a big yeah. kind of um, yes, ripping it up and starting from scratch. Really. It's not like he's had four at some point in his tenure. I mean, he's been three no. from the very start, hasn't he? Exactly, and. Addy had a full pre-season to work on it and a proper training camp and things like that, maybe it would have been a possibility. But I think he'll stick with a three. But in terms of hypothetically getting those four players into the team, the probably way you would do it would be if you played a back four, then you played either one of Neves or Matinho alongside Dendonka um, Mm -hmm. in midfield or Neves and Matinho or whoever. And then probably... Neto was the attacking one of that midfield three with then Pardens and Traore either side of Jimenez. I think, okay. that's, probably, yeah. I think that's probably the way that, that you would do it. Um, in terms of playing it with a three, it makes it a lot more it makes it a lot more difficult. But, you uh, couldn't play three of them. Let's say you play this formation that you play now. You couldn't play Neves and Neto or, or Moutinho and Neto or Dendonka and Neto and have the three up front ahead of that? I don't think so. I don't okay. think so. Oh, that'd be more where Vitinha would come in, do you think, rather than Maybe. Neto? Maybe. I think Neto he obviously likes to mix it up. He's not afraid. Mm. and he's, he's a very good player. I just think I'd be wary of dropping him too deep where he can't yeah. influence games as much as he should. I think, I mean, you can even apply that argument to Neves, really, that he's too yeah. deep sometimes yeah. and yeah. should be further up the field. But I'd be, I'd be wary of moving Neto too far back and not being able to do what he does best, which is taking mm-hmm. players on, creating and scoring goals. Fair play, fair play. Uh, thank you, Joe. Should take some questions before we um, have to nip onto a, an old Zoom call with 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 Nuna. 
Nuna, Nuna. Uh, Steve Wolf in Bristol. Good to good to hear from you, Steve. As brilliant as he has been, how many more games has Moutinho got in him? Feel like him and Neves in central midfield is slowing us down. Yeah, it's a good point, and I hope he's got a lot of more, more games left in him. I spoke to Melis actually in the week about this, and to just get kind of his take, and he believes that there needs to be a bit more movement in front of um, Neves and. And, and Moutinho to kind of get the best out of them and I thought that was a, an interesting point yeah that's a good way yeah I like it's that it's not really kind of one that I'd re, you know of course you think of Nevers and Moutinho grab the game by the scruff and make things happen yourselves but if you are, you do look at that system and especially if Traore is playing it is perhaps a little bit lopsided with Traore sticking out wide then Neto's kind of coming deep to get on the ball so I yes. guess I guess you kind of are nullifying Nevers and Moutinho a bit in that sense because the value really got Jimenez to aim at and he's probably got two or three defenders around him. So maybe there's some some way of kind of working that out to get the best out of Moutinho. I think there's no denying since the restart after lockdown, even the back end of, of last season, we haven't seen the best of him. He's been kind of drifting through games, which is unlike him really. He usually really stamps his mark on him. It's either an assist or a lovely set piece or just a beautiful piece of skill he's just kind of been drifting in and out and that's not like Matinho really so um, hopefully there can be kind of a, a formula that you know they find people to get on the end of his passes because so mm-hmm. often it was Jota wasn't he Sure, Jota. You know how many times was it Martinez passed for a Jota goal or a Neves pass more more specifically for a Jota goal? It was pretty much every week, wasn't it? It was always Jota the one making those runs. So I think one of those Pedence, Traore, Neto to kind of take a leaf out of that book and perhaps to take a few more risks, play on the shoulder a bit more, and hopefully get the best out of that midfield too. Great stuff, um, King Wolf. Uh, have you enjoyed Edward Star? Got your tickets next up for the. Wolves ladies are uh, playing a Sutton ladies on, on Sunday. I, I can't, mate, because um, I'm, uh, I'm in London taking the dogs for groom on Sunday, um, as you do, um, down, um, <laughs> down in, uh, in Kings Road, Chelsea. So uh, I, I won't be there, but I'll be there in spirit. But what a great start to the season for, for the ladies, Joe. Um, let me try and see there. What the results have been ridiculous. 6 0, 8 1, 5 0, 9 0, 6 0. And uh, even, even Jeff Shee was down there last weekend as well. He was. And. The- it's um, they obviously had the disappointment of last season. We've spoke about it a lot of times, but being nine points clear and having the having the league, uh, you know, voided, which was just so difficult to take. But they've they've completely carried on where they left off, and uh, I think they're of course the season isn't done yet. There's so many games left to play, but yeah. if they're carrying on in this vein, they're, yeah. they're winning that league. Yeah, of course. Darren May, beware Cody 16 is infectious. Catch it and you can't stop smiling. How many times uh how many times you watched that, that goal on uh, back on the on video, Cody's goal, do you reckon? I think I've probably watched it about twenty times. Yeah, it's definitely double figures. Yeah, hundred percent. It's it's the it's the look of shock, isn't it, on his face. Yeah, it's it, shock it and then look out and then amazing and like you say, you said the other day you can't can't still still think about it every day. You would do, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Especially if you haven't scored for, what was it, Bolton, the, the last goal they had. Yeah, the, the penalty, last, yeah. Last yeah, the penalty at Bolton, like I remember it well. Crawley, I think, in 2016 in the in the Cup. So, Mental. yeah, it, it, brilliant. And Cody it, up for corners at Ellen Road? Well, I mean, you look... The worst for, players out there to mix it. I mean, if, you, if your confidence is sky high... You're looking for goals from other areas, aren't you? And it, people to step up in here. Uh, <laughs> Tell you what. 
Willie Bolly should score more goals for Wolves yeah, than he does. He I, should, I, I'm yeah. amazed. It just, I mean, Say scores scores plenty. To be fair, I think he does, does a decent amount. You know, Say will score you five goals a season, four goals a season. For me, Willie Bolly should be scoring about that at least. For me, I'm surprised that he doesn't. Yeah, yeah he should. He, he's. <laughs> <laughs> I think he could say then, but yeah, but Bolly should be scoring more. But get Cody up for him. It, yeah, maybe he can be a yeah, yeah. four or five goal a season. Up top. He, 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 up <laughs> top. I, mean, that's, I think that's another question. Striker. Isn't it? Um, Tell you what, Fabio Silva won't be particularly happy. With that. I think he might just up and leave. <laughs> Gone. Done. Done. See you later. Um, but yeah, I, why not? I'd maybe do it a bit rotational that he stays back for some and then I don't know stays, stays back for another but based on that evidence I'd, I'd get him up for one or two yeah for sure Jackie says uh, do you did you sort of code for the poddy PFL I think she means fancy Premier League or you're not running it this season did Jackie we'll put it out there put it out there before the season started tweeted it out uh, if you go back to my tweets just before the season start Joe when did the season start date wise when, when did the put you on the spot here start? September the 12th? September the 12th. So about September the 10th, Jackie, look back for my tweet and you'll get the uh, the code to enter, uh, as all five or 600 of you that are in there at the moment. Uh, and if you have what players make your team, well, I've got a player. I've got one Wolves player in my lineup. although judging by what we've just discussed um, pre, pre-Leeds, pre I might have to take him out. It's a Pedence I've got in there just because he's he's pretty cheap, about five and a half million pounds. If he's playing as a part of a front three each week, then I think it's going to give you great value and differential um, Joe, any players? I think I've got Traoré, and I think I've got Kilman as a sub. Oh, just, okay, Kilman as a sub. What, just yeah. to save some money? Yeah, because he's like one of the cheapest players, on not he? Got, yeah. oh, no. But, but cool, if I had cool. him in my team against Fulham, then he, I think yeah, he clean up, sheet, six points, happy days. I think he ended up getting like nine points. Oh, did he? Did he get a three point bonus today? I think so, something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Freddie Evans uh, of the NDL says, uh, "Favorite animals? What's your favorite animal? Favorite animal? Favorite animal?" God, that's that's quite. Um, I'll, go, I'll, go, I'll go for cat. Cat. Oh yeah, you can say cat. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a dog person, obviously, as you know, but rather than a cat person. But I do like uh, I do like the old the old lion went to safari in Kenya for honeymoon a while ago, and uh, lions, mate, in the wild. Oh my god, just beautiful creatures. I mean, they tear you to pieces. Mm. Um, you know, <laughs> out there. But oh, seeing 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 beautiful beautiful beasts like that in an actual habitat. Incredible, absolutely unbelievable. Exactly, a cat, yeah. Cat, yes, a cat, yeah. mate, yes, absolutely. Lovely. Um, I imagine one of them, mate, in your in your front in your front uh, front living room doing the podcast <laughs> in the back, crawling over your neck, mate. You know about it. Oh. Jumbo uh, says, "Is uh, Cody in the back four? We kind of discussed that." Um, Stephen Williams says, uh, "This might be one for you, Joe. Why is Nuno not featured in the FIFA in the esports game? As this is our third season." Yeah, there's a few managers on the game, isn't it? But I think it's only like the big, big names. I don't know. I don't play. I, 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 I don't know what you're talking about. It, it, it's 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 like on FIFA basically, FIFA the video game. But I think there's like Guardiola, Klopp, and all them lot. But I think outside the top six, they are really that asked. So maybe next season. Maybe next season. Dave eighteen seventy seven says thoughts on the new system Nuno is trying to implement and how long it may take. And will Wolves fans have the patience while it takes shape? Well, I think two will... two good questions to be fair. One in one sentence because it's you know will will they have the patience? I think so. I think so. I, I mean, there'll obviously be a few that you know will make their feelings known. But I think the fact that people aren't there, I think there's more of a 
True. Good. Good point. If the people are in the stands and uh, you know it gets a bit, you know what it's booing like when, and when, got when, be, or, yeah. yeah. When Molly New get can get a bit tetchy, it can get very tetchy, can't it? And you do feel it when the atmosphere isn't quite right. But you do, yeah. But when when in the, the grounds are empty, I think there is, I think there is room for experimentation, really. And I think, you know, we'll see how this season goes. I think it's been, it's been a. It's been an okay start. I think you, you look at this point of the season, they've got more points than they did at this stage last season. He had a Don't go into a preview. Don't go into no, preview no, mode. No, no, I'm not. But I just think they need to. They need a bit more time. And I think, you know, it might be towards the end of this month, early next, that we'll hopefully start to see the real signs of, of new partnerships forming because... I've said it before, the beat the two massive partnerships in Wolves' success last season and the season before were Doherty and Traore yeah. and Jota and Jimenez. Yeah. Jota and Jimenez mainly, and you've lost both of them. You know, it, Of course, it, Jota had kind of dipped out the side towards the end, but he'd been such a major part in, in, in the rise and things like that. So you've got to find new partnerships. I think Samado will be a fantastic player. He just needs a couple of weeks. Um, I think Nuri's, I, Nuri's a, a, an exciting signing as well, actually. I think he could be um, somebody to really kind of get a bit excited about and a flyer down that kind of left, left-hand left side of the, who hopefully has end product and kind of defensive side to his game as well. So I think there is reason to be excited. I think... Now, Silver hasn't scored a goal yet, of course, but he hasn't really had many minutes. I just think there's a there's onus for a bit more time um, to kind of... Yeah, you haven't got forever, but with fans not in the grounds, I think there is a bit more of an understanding that, yeah, the, there's been a, six new players come in. It'll take them a bit of time, especially with all the international breaks. I mean, eight Nuri, and I think he's even... I think today could even be, well, his first training session wow, with, with wow. Wolves, which mm-hmm. is because he's been away with France 21s. Yeah, of course. And he's, he's been a Wolves player for nearly three weeks, but this is his first training session. So I think that's got to be taken into account as well. I, I think this kind of pre... This... this uh, amid COVID world, if you like. Mm. Um just a bit different, and there's a lot of different factors. Okay, let's rattle through these very quickly. 30 seconds per answer, Joe, okay? Come on, come on. Okay, here we go. Very quick. Uh, stick to it. Less than 30 seconds or less. Uh, Chris Roy Dolman, uh, what's going to happen to my brick when the South Bank is demolished for a new one? Oh, they'll sort you out, mate. They'll sort you out with a new yeah, brick, I think. They'll yeah, they'll sort yeah. you out with a brick. Oh, we'll keep the wall or whatever. Um, Simon B, do you think Nuno should bring in Sam Allardyce to help our defensive issues? No. <laughs> Chris Seldon, <laughs> uh, would you take Jack Wilshire on a free? Absolutely not. One thousand percent no. Steve Drury. Thoughts on? Are you joking? Are you joking, Craig? Absolute, uh, absolute sickener waiting to happen. One, Wolves are way better than Jack Wilshire. Two, why would you want to command those wages when you're going to get three games from in a season? Three, you've got you've got Dendonkin Neves, Moutinho, Vitinha. Sorry, no, no, and no. No way. I'd rather have more Gibbs White. I'm only kidding. Morgan's right doing very well as sponsoring. Steve Drury, thoughts on Project Big Picture? Um, power grab. And that's why it's been turned away. And why it's to stifle teams like Wolves, isn't it? Yeah. It's designed to kind of stifle teams like Wolves, teams like, you know, even Villa down the road. Yeah. I mean, you know, they, yeah. they've spent a lot of money. They're ambitious. They want to. They want to kind of bridge the gap. It's to stop teams like Leicester winning the Premier League again. So I'm, I'm glad it got rejected. Got to say something a little bit about Villa. I mean, 
they're doing well now and they've bought well and they'll be absolutely fine this season. They'll probably finish mid-table because they've got a decent setup now. You know, you've got Traore, Watkins, Grealish, you know, uh, Barkley. They've got some good players there now, to be fair. And they'll be absolutely fine because of some poor teams in the Premier League. Yeah. And I think they'll be fine for a few years to come unless they absolutely cock it up, which they, they could quite easily do. But I think they'll be fine. But how lucky they were to stay in that Premier League. Because if they don't stay in that Premier League, and it's literally by the skin of the teeth, and Watford being so absolute shambolic, yeah. they it's a completely different picture. You lose Grealish 100%, you've got no money, you've got to sell your players, and they'll be, they, they could have been in the Championship for a long, long, long time. It's amazing how get, you know going through them by a point or goal difference, whatever they did, has completely changed that club. They were, they would be, it would be a completely different scenario now. Uh, I mean, they must thank their lucky stars when they look back on that Premier League season and, and surviving that. Because that is the difference between between being there or thereabouts and getting back to Aston Villa being a decent-sized club and then being in obscurity for another five or ten years for me. Exactly. Well, you only got to look at Leeds and what happened to them. And that's a yep. classic yep. example. Exactly. Um, Ultimate Future Seeing Transfer Oracle Lord says, Is death really the end, Joe? Is death really the end? Um, no. I don't think so either. I don't no, think so. I think the summit's either. If I come back and be a Albion reporter, though, mate, I'd rather it be the end, to be honest. Um, Daniel Hughes, did you fix your oven? No, not yet, Daniel. I did put, I did put, I put some weird tweets out the last couple of days. Um, but yeah, oven not fixed yet, but we're trying to get to the bottom of it. There's been some really help, helpful people out there. I need to get back to 102, so I haven't got back to you yet. It would have been really great. So thank you very much for all the people leaving me um, tips and, and websites and all sorts. So, so very much gratefully appreciate the, uh, the Twitter community. Um, send Cody up for corners says everything was okay before um, send can't, him up can't, can't say who that's from but uh, you, if you read the replies then you'll know why send Cody up for corners do you want to send him up I'll send him up come send on send him up send him up um, talked about um, Connor Cody back two back four Wayne uh, Simon Layton does my bum look big in this does it uh, quite considerably yeah it does it yeah. does yeah it does yeah change it don't, don't buy it Paul Mansell, should Pedro Neto be one of the first names on the team sheet at the moment? Looks like the most creative force. He's still at 5.5 million in FPL. I really like him, and not just because he's a Wolves player, but I just like everything about him. He's got that kind of confidence, a bit of swagger about him, but not arrogance. He's just kind of on that kind of nice borderline. He believes in himself. He knows what he can do. I mean, nobody had ever heard of him, had they, when he, when he came into Wolves. No, I know that no. applies to, to a lot of players, but he's even said it himself that I wanted to prove myself and you know show why I was brought in. And he's done exactly that. I, I think uh, he's got a huge future if he ca- carries on the way he, he is. I just like everything about the way he plays. He takes risks. He likes to score goals. He likes to create chances. And he plays with passion as well. That, that, that's... You know, I think there's a lot of um, he's a different style of player in a sense, but I think there's a lot of similarities to be drawn between him and Jota. I mean, Jota was one of my favourites until he unfortunately left, but um, I think Neto can take on that mantle and be and be that star really for Wolves. Yeah, um, last two then, mate. Before we uh, before we knock off and uh, carry this on in, in, in a little bit, uh, Lee. Uh, I'm gonna have to paraphrase this slightly. Lee, <laughs> leave Twitter. Um, who would you rather see in the first team out of the current side? You've got to choose one: uh, a tipsy Roger Johnson or a chunky Jamie O'Hara. Jamie O'Hara. A chunky Jamie O'Hara, I think. Uh, any reason why? Because uh, I thought Roger Johnson was just was just mm, rubbish. rubbish. I thought O'Hara at least had the six months. Um, on loan before you know, obviously things went absolutely pear-shaped but um, yeah I think 
you know the lesser of two evils. I'd, I'd go with um, I'd go with Oara. Last one, Oldie but Goldie Wolf. Unpopular thought, with lack of pre-season and training, do we need to accept we will need time to bed in a new team and accept maybe a mid-table finish for this season? Have they not mid-table? Um, I'm still hoping, you know, top half. And I think it is kind of open, really, in terms of who finishes seventh. I think it's it's going to be harder for Wolves to do it. I spoke to Don Goodman last week, the week before, and he said, you know, if they finish seventh for this season, it's it's a straight ahead at anything they've done the previous two, which I think is a good point. Mm-hmm. But I think there is. I don't think you should rule it out either. I think a lot has happened so far in this Premier League season. I think it's there's some crazy results out there, and that will that will that will definitely yeah. you'll definitely normalise sooner rather than later. I think. I think so. And once Samaido's fully settled in, once kind of you know Vitinha and Silva starts to get a bit more minutes and kind of get get their feet wet a bit more, Hoover can you know play a part, things like that. I think. You know, I think it's yeah. Maybe if you can give yourselves a chance with let's say six, seven games yes. to go, and you're you're tenth, ninth, but you know you put a run together of three wins and you're right back up there. I think that's where you want to be. You want to give yourselves a chance of um, if you're not if you're not seventh by then, you might be seventh. Great, but but if yeah. you're ninth, tenth, and you're maybe six points away from that seventh spot, and you put a run together at the right time, then I think that's where you want to you want to be really. If you're in like say just to kind of easy reference, if you're mm-hmm. in a position that Burnley were say last season with like four or five games to go, they, they were, you know if they put a run of results together, they could finish seventh. I think that is a, considering all the change and the lack of fans and everything like that. I think generally, I think that you could accept that. Yeah, but not not playing like Burnley though. We don't. Want no, to see that. no, not playing. Like uh, right, um, we're, we're gonna we're gonna jump off and uh, get on as got on a Zoom with old Nuno, and um, we'll be back uh, in about an hour. And then we'll bang this out probably around two o'clock this afternoon, mate. So we'll, we'll see you soon. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderbar. And we're back. We're back. Uh, Nuno was a bit, a bit late. Nuno. Oh, good old Nuno today, mate. In the press conference, twenty twenty five minutes. What was he doing? I don't know. He, yeah, smoking. Last cigar minute deal. Or... Last minute deal. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So twenty minutes. Yeah, one twenty. But it was worth the wait. Actually, he was, he was in good he form. Was, he was. He was. on good form. And you know, we'll, we'll say we'll say a little bit more in our pre-match preview video. But let's talk. Uh, let's talk team news. Let's go straight into it. The nitty gritty. Yeah. The, the news we all wanted to hear was regarding Marcel first and foremost. Obviously, injured after limping off. On his home debut against Manchester City, I've not seen him since. What's the uh, What's the news coming out of the press conference, Joe? He's back, baby. He's back. He's oh back. yeah. Um, he's, yeah, he's in, he's in full full training with the rest rest of the group, and you know, Nuno spoke a lot about the pitfalls of these international breaks, mm-hmm. um, making it very difficult for him in terms of selection and you know time on the training pitch ahead of the game, but. If the is silver linings in there, it's that when you have these injured players, it does give them at least a, a good couple of weeks to to get things ironed out. And uh, yeah, he's 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 involved with the rest of the group now. And um, yeah, looks to me, I think uh, assuring really to, to to play against Leeds. I think. Yeah, I mean, you know, you could only look back at that Fulham game and it was just who was going to start. I mean, even even Wolves went with Kilmer at left wing back when it was actually actually so, ended up being size and. Yeah. Uh, you know, it just walks straight back into that team. That gives you that bit more defensive solidity, I think, Joe, which which has hampered Wolves, I think, uh, over the last few games. So, you know, of course, as we all know, he's not going to be marauding forward as Semedo would do. But at the same time, you know, neither does Johnny. So, if you're if you're going to hold things back a little bit and just become a little bit more rigid as a as a defensive unit, I think that's that's probably the way to go. To be honest, especially away at Leeds. 
Yeah, it's going to be a tough game, isn't it? And uh, you know, obviously Leeds are a promoted team, and it, on paper it's not the hardest game that they'll have all season. But they, they, they've they've given given Man City a very good game, Liverpool a very good game, and got a couple of wins on the board as well. So they're they're a good team, and a bit a bit like a bit like Wolves were, and perhaps Sheffield United were last season. I think they've got every chance of finishing quite high up this season, and almost taking a few teams by surprise as we. Usually there's a championship side who comes up who kind of shows no fear and sticks to their style. Well, the other two are terrible. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, um, but I, I think they're they're the same. So it's it's going to be a tough game, and uh, it, uh, of course there's a Nuri to consider as well. But as we touched on earlier in in the podcast, he's had very little time on the training pitch with Wolves, and. Um, and I think he'd be asking a lot to throw him straight in at Adam Road. So uh, I think Marcel is, is a safe bet and thankfully he's, uh, he's fit. Yeah, fascinating game this one, I think. Really good game. I don't know quite what Wolves are going to do this season. I really don't. And I don't think a lot of people do. You know, Leeds have started well. Uh, like I said, that 4-3 defeat at, uh, at Liverpool to open the season, which really they should have won that game or at least got a draw from. But, but you know, 1-2, drawn one, lost one. Seven points from four games, so so started better than Wolves, uh, I think it's fair to say. Look, Wolves, the two games Wolves have lost, hammered by West Ham, no pun intended. Um, and uh, But look, West Ham have then gone to Leicester City and yeah. won well well there. So, so that might not be, I mean, it's a, it's a terrible result, but it might not be as bad a result as what we thought maybe if this was a West Ham United last season, so to speak. They, they look a lot better. Manchester City, okay, Manchester City and Manchester City. But the two games Wolves have won, Joe, are against two teams that have yet to get a point in the Premier League, that have conceded 17 goals in eight games between them and only scored four between them in eight games. I mean, Sheffield United have only scored one goal all season. Uh, Fulham have scored three. So, so if you look at it like that, it's not, it's not, not an, not amazing two wins. Okay, they've got to win those two games, but they're showing the kind of form that's relegation form. Leeds United are going to be a really good marker as to what we're going to get from Wolves this season. I feel, I feel this is quite a pivotal game, and I don't know what's quite going to happen. I mean, I hope they go there and win. Wolves, Wolves go there and dominate the ball dominate the game and win comfortably 2-0 I think everything's fine but if Wolves play like they did in large periods against Fulham and of course like they did against West Ham or that first half against Manchester City I tell you what they're going to the game could be out of their hands pretty quickly so this is a really really important game I feel before those two home games yeah definitely and Nuno has said kind of countless times really over the last few weeks that there's a need to improve and evolve and it's not going to happen overnight of course but you've you've got to you've got to be getting those results on the board I mean Fulham I mean it wasn't very inspiring was it but no. some of the other results that happened that week and it kind of put it into a bit of context you you know you take your three points and on to the next one and but it's about kind of getting a bit of a bit of a run together now, if possible. I mean, that ended a run of what was it, three defeats across all competitions. Yeah. You want to try and build build a bit of momentum now, whilst still developing. I mean, if Wolves can through this period of the next three four weeks, if they can start racking up wins while they're still gelling and while they're still, mm-hmm. you know, kind of working their way through this new system, really, they're a work in progress, aren't they? At the minute, 
But if you can if you can go to Leeds and win, I think it bodes very well. But equally, it's it's far easier said than done. I think you know Bielsa and Leeds. I think he can draw some parallels between them and Wolves. They've got a set way of playing. They've got a manager who's quite bold in his beliefs and sticks to it. And um, it'll be interesting to see how this game goes. I think it, they're quite you know well matched. Really, I think you'd have Wolves' team on. On paper, of course, and they've, they've got the track record in the Premier League. But um, well, Leeds not favourites some... to win the game, Joe. Wolves no, and Leeds yeah. are the favourites with the bookies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and Leeds have got some. They've got some handy players, and they've spent, you know, spent quite a bit of money in the summer as well. I mean, Rodrigo, twenty-seven million. He might not even start. So um, they're ambitious. They do remind me of Wolves, really, in a, in a lot of senses. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Yeah, I think Rafinha's a really good signing by them as well. I like him a lot. Um, and, and look, someone who we all know very well in, in Helder Costa seems to have starting to get his mojo back. Yeah. I, I thought he was pretty poor, really, in, in large in, in large periods of last season for, for 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 leading the championship. And I kind of thought that maybe he might not be involved or be a bit part player this year. But he seems to have regained the form that we all know and love, and um, scored some goals. So he scored got got a couple to his name, and, and looks kind of like the player. That Wolves that Wolves had in that first season, uh, confident running at players, and seems to be playing with a smile on his face. And of course, as as we know, you know when when he is on form, he, he's going to be very very dangerous and dangerous to Wolves as well. Yeah, and I, I, he's he's he started all four of Leeds' games so far, and he's got his mojo back. He scored a couple of goals. He's got a few assists, and I think again that plays into Marcel playing. I think Nuno will be will be having a word with Marcel, telling him all about what what Costa's about and. You know, after all, you know, not many people know Costa better than Nuno. So Nuno will be telling him all about what Costa's all about. And I think he'll now, with Marcel, what is he, the second most or third most experienced player in the squad. Yeah. He can trust him to kind of do a job, I think. Uh, I think uh, Nuri, yeah, an exciting signing. We've touched on it. But I think, you know, when you go into Leeds and you're up against the player that you know a bit about, I think you go with the experience and, and trust in that. Of course. Uh, so, so from a team news point of view, then Joe, how do you see things lining up? Uh, I think uh, it's it's a toss up between Traore and Pedence. I think Neto has has kind of earned his place. Really, it'd be interesting mm-hmm. to see whether Nuno sees it that way as well. And very good again against Fulham, wasn't he as well? He was, and he, he's he, he's taking on that mantle. I think uh, he was desperate for somebody to just come up with some something. I mean, kick that game into life and. He took he took the onus on himself. I think he will be the one really that it kind of recovers the shortfall in goals more so through Jota and Doherty leaving. You know, I think he will step up and get towards double figures hopefully. Yeah, um, and he'll be keen to to add to that against Leeds. Um, in the middle of the park is interesting whether they go with Nevers and Matinho. I mean, on recent evidence, I wouldn't. I'd, I'd go with probably Nevers and Dendonka. I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, Matinho, we've got to see a performance from him at some point. And fingers crossed, and he'll, 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 he'll know that as well. He'll know that as well. He's hungry yeah. in team, yeah. and he's, he wouldn't have come to Wolves and, and had the impact he had if he hasn't got hungry. So maybe you know, and like you say, underused really by Portugal, and maybe starting to starting to see that obviously you know his best years are, are behind him, but still got plenty to offer the national side and Wolves, and he'll he'll want to he'll want to say, okay, let's look, let, let's have a reminder of how good I am, you know? Yeah. Fingers crossed, um, but I think your back your back very picks itself. Obviously, the keeper and yeah, I think it's just Traore or or, or Pedence really. But I'm I'm leaning towards Traore. So it's prediction time. I'll go first and leave the last word to you, Joe. Um, mm. 
I'm going to say, I'm going to say, and this is going to be a very entertaining game, um, and uh, it's a difficult one for me, but I'm going to say Leeds United 2, Wolverhampton Wanderers 2. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say a bit of Desmond, mate. I'm going to take a bit of Desmond on Monday night. I'll uh, I'll go for a two-one Wolves. Two-one two Wolves. Two-one Wolves. Yeah. I hope so, mate. I hope so. And, and looking with a couple of a couple of home games to come, then that would that would that would set things up just lovely. Joe, it's been a pleasure, mate. Um, yeah. Another split little podcast. Uh, again, we've gone well over an hour, but at the same time, you know what else are you going to do with your weekend peaks apart from listen to our dulcet tones? So. Uh, We'll love you and leave you and see you Monday night. Joe will be at Ellen Road uh, for me. From Joe, take care. Have a good one. Bye-bye.